Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. Welcome, welcome to Deeper with Pastor Scott and Pastor... Don. Um, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Don, you look a little older this week. Aged quite a bit this past week. <laughs> I think he looked a lot better. Of course, absolutely. Uh, we actually have Pastor Jim joining us today because he uh, joined Pastor Scott for preaching over the weekend. So he gets to shed some wisdom. We did a tag team, and um, I thought Pastor Jim did a great job, and lots of people did. Now, as people are signing in, because there's a question that has come up about your your part of the sermon. Nobody questioned my part of the sermon. No, no. It's just you. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing to me that in 40 years of ministry, active ministry, um, people were suspicious about the tall tales that I would share with them and uh, began to question everything as to whether it was true or not. And are now, you really who you say you and, are? And now that's actually happening here at Good Samaritan <laughs> as well. And, and it may be because of all of the good news at noon stories I told about the good news from Fox Hill, Wisconsin, which uh, were indeed um, not true stories, but like I like to say, stories of truth. Yeah. <laughs> well, the stories that I shared for this past Sunday, the story I shared um, about the children's sermon, indeed was a true story. Oh, and that's cool. and um, m- much of it, now, some of it is based upon how I remember it happening, and I made up some names of the kids and, sure. and that kind of thing. Protect but them. That's right. <laughs> but the, the actual uh, occurrences and parts of the story that I told uh, were actually happened. Awesome. Uh, so much so that it became something that I'll just never forget. Yeah. Well, you know, it was that kind of an experience. Well, before we kind of dig more into that, let, let me just say, too, if you do have any questions other than was that true, <laughs> true not, story. Uh, feel free to type them in there, and we'd be happy to respond. The whole purpose of Deeper is to dig a little deeper if you've got some questions like that. But it's kind of a chance to uh, go back to the sermon and maybe just tell it in a yeah. little bit of a different way as well. And so just a little background uh this we spend a couple weeks each year uh, emphasizing talking about what we call stewardship and and that's kind of a churchy word and uh, the way i like to maybe explain it is is how do we manage how do we steward how do we manage the gifts that god's given to us and then you know the church sometimes people say the church is always asking for money i talked to a woman who was in church for the first time this last week oh and I said, I kind of apologized to her, and she said, I thought it was great. She said, I love this place, and thought it was great. So that's a good sign. Oh, yeah. uh, nice. And that, because I think what you shared, Pastor Jim, especially in the message, uh, uh, was insightful to the Bible reading that we'll reference in a second, too, but also in our own lives. Mm-hmm. You know, how can we take that Bible 
passage, which was from Matthew's Gospel, uh, chapter 25, and then apply it into our own life, too. So we're talking about generosity. Our stewardship theme, if you will, is generosity makes a difference. Yeah. When you told me that we would be doing something on stewardship, my first reaction was, Ugh. <laughs> it, it, that, it's you, that way for a lot of people. You want me to do something on stewardship. <laughs> but then when you rephrased the whole thing and re-envisioned it as generosity, then that got me thinking a whole lot more. And it made me realize that people may be reluctant and even refusing to talk about personal finances. Yeah. But they are very open to understanding what it means to be generous yeah. mm-hmm. and to share what they have. And it's a dichotomy, I think. But um, to use the, the church word of stewardship is sometimes necessary, but to rephrase it as generosity, yeah. Yeah. I think, really touches people closer to home. Yeah. Well, and I really... And I know Pastor Don would join me. We really have to give hats off to uh, Joe Gilbert, who was in a video. Joe's a member of our congregation, serves on our stewardship team, if you will. And Joe attended an online session, I think sponsored by our synod, which is Uh kind of our uh, organizational structure within our church that we belong to, the ELCA. And uh, he came back and he said, I really liked hearing them talk about generosity. And so that's why we went there. Yeah. And, and I just want to say at the outset, as I did during the sermon too, thank you to you folks who are watching Facebook yeah. Live now, those of you listening on the podcast, because many of you are generous to Good Samaritan. And that's what has allowed us uh, to build a sanctuary in the middle of a pandemic. Um, our school has actually increased in enrollment, and some of that's yeah. related to the pandemic, sure. too, because people have been looking for some different options. But a lot of times people are also looking for a Christian option for, for school. It's a great school, but they have Jesus time every day, too, mm-hmm. and, and that's a key. So our campus has grown. Our, our, our facilities have grown. I think the number of people we reach... Uh, in person and online has actually grown, mm-hmm. and that's not true for, unfortunately, a lot of churches right now because of the pandemic. So we feel blessed Absolutely. because our people have been so generous, and we'll wrap up the sermon, too, as saying, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, why Why does that happen? But maybe we'll just, let's, let's get to the Bible reading. Sure. And, and I forgot to say, Tommy's always got questions. Well, I kind of wanted to add on to you talking about how our church is pretty generous. I mean, uh, Randy commented that kindness is infectious. And I think yeah. that generosity can be contagious yeah. like that, too. You know, yeah. I think when you come into a church that you see as so like financially generous and like generous with time, it makes you want to do that as well, because you kind of want to be a part of this big thing that's taking place. I I, I absolutely agree. And in fact, Pastor Jim was here yesterday and his wife, Krista, along with some other people, generously giving of their time, which is another part of our stewardship. It's our, how do we manage our time? And and there were a number of people working here in Operation Christmas Child Mm -hmm. and uh, packing up the gift boxes or go to kids overseas. And uh, yeah, it is infectious. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So the Bible reading, Pastor Jim, was from Matthew chapter 25, and it's, it, well, why don't you tell them? Yeah, what, it's, what it's Jesus' parable of the talents, and it has to do with a 
a landowner who is planning a trip and leaving his assets with servants so that they could be good stewards of those assets. And to one he gives five talents, and I did explain to the children in the children's sermon that a, a talent in this case is not necessarily being able to ring bells or being able to sing in the choir, but it was a coin. And the coin was a very valuable coin, uh, worth today somewhere in the neighborhood of $1,000. I, I mean, that puts a totally different perspective. It, it does, Because it, yeah. when we hear the word talents, unless you have that perspective, yeah. it's like, well, yeah. so what? Yeah, and, and to consider the enormity of, of the coin itself fits into the whole idea of generosity that, mm-hmm. that we're able to develop then. Uh, so to, to one servant, he gives five talents, uh, $5,000, to another two talents, $2,000, and to another one talent, with the instruction that they put this to use so that his property, his kingdom can increase, okay? And, and I think that's really the point of the parable that, that Jesus is, is telling us. And it has nothing to do with any kind of condemnation of the last person who doesn't do anything with it, but rather an encouragement for those who did do something. The one with five talents multiplied it by two and was able to provide back ten talents to the master. And the one with two talents multiplied it by two and was able to give four talents back to the master. And they were commended for doing that. But then the person who was given just one talent uh, buried it and uh, was afraid of what the master would do when he came back. And, and uh, upon being able to uh, make a reckoning to the, past, uh, the, to the uh, landowner, to the master, gave back the one talent and then was reprimanded for not doing anything with yeah, it. Yeah. And, you know, as you said that, it, it kind of reminded me, uh, and, and Tommy can attest to this, but Pastor Don and I feel that way. I think our church councils felt that way. As we try different things here, not everything works, mm-hmm. but to not try to do something with right. the gifts God's given us, we kind of think is a mistake. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes we'll try and go, eh, we need to tweak it a little bit, or this could be better. But, uh, you know, we've added a lot even during the pandemic. Um, and sometimes we go, well, I'm not sure if that's reaching many people. But then we'll hear from you and others and go, yep. we really like good news at noon. Or we really like, uh, you know, good Sam praise mm-hmm. and stuff. So uh, I, I think we are designed to use those talents. So do you think it's fear that kept that one person that one who had the one talent from kind of doing something with it because I feel like that could parallel over to you know churches or even to our own lives like oh but what if it doesn't work exactly then I'm gonna be out everything you know um so is that kind of what was yeah it makes you wonder if part of the parable could have been somebody given um three talents who uh, invested it and lost money, and the uh, landowner comes back and says, I'm disappointed, but I'm proud of you for trying to do something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, that uh, I do think fear is the motivation for the one servant to not do anything at all. Yeah. yeah. So, Pastor Jim, you helped, I, I thought, and this is the part that is a true story. So tell them how you applied that in that children's sermon. And where was that, upstate New York? It, yes, it was a church that I served in upstate New York, yeah. And, um, you know, 
it's sometimes just easier for me to come up with a sermon for the adults than it is to do something for the children. And, uh, and so I spent a lot of time thinking about how I could make this parable applicable to the kids. So I explained to them, just like I just did the background of that. And then what I decided to do was that I would give a dollar to each of the children and ask them to do something with it during the next week to build up the kingdom of God, to express their faith, and then to come back next Sunday and to share with us what they did with that dollar. I think that's cool. I thought it it was a great idea. Until that Sunday morning, (laughs) I'm sitting in my office before the service begins, and I'm thinking, something's wrong here. There's, There's something wrong with this. And then I realized it was the person who was given just the one talent who didn't do anything (laughs) with it. I go, oh, that's kind of like sending a mixed message to the kids. And kids pick up on mixed messages for sure. So I thought, well, okay, I I can give them $5 each, just like the the parable. Only nowhere did I have 10 $5 bills because I usually have seven to eight kids at a children's sermon. So I went to the ATM at the bank, and the ATM only gives out $20 bills. (laughs) So I got 10 $20 bills, which was good because there were nine kids then at the children's sermon that day. And uh, they just about used up all of my $20 bills. But then, yes, I gave each one of the children a $20 bill and told them to use it for the sharing of their faith, for the building up of God's kingdom, for help in the church, and to come back next week and tell me how they use it. I would have loved to have seen their eyes, because, I mean, 20 bucks is not a small amount for yeah, a young... Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the when I do a children's sermon, I'm talking only to the kids, mm-hmm. you know, and they're the only... And I do that deliberately. They're the only ones who know what we're talking about, basically, and that's because adults will strain to hear what's going on in the children's sermon more than they will in the adult sermon. So the adults really didn't know what I was giving the kids. And that's why the example of Joey, the first child, was that he goes back to his seat and the father sees a $20 bill and says, oh, Pastor Jim made a mistake. You know, he, he didn't give everybody a $1 bill. He gave Joey a $20 bill. That must have been a mistake. Um, and so that led to uh, Joey's putting the $20 bill into the offering plate that day. So he did that that day? That day, okay. yeah. yeah. Because okay. the dad was certain that it was a mistake and said, um, you know, you've got to give this back some way. And, oh, why don't, Joey, why don't you put it in the offering plate? And, and I think that was just not a matter of uh, how are we going to get rid of this $20 bill, but also teaching his child that giving and the offering plate is a way of continuing the church, mm-hmm. of building up the church. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he gave everything mm-hmm. that you gave him yeah. back. Yeah. So really, and so the point was in in the sermon, the outline was generosity is about giving. About mm-hmm. giving. It's about yeah. giving, mm-hmm. and that's obviously very true. I shared, and I'll just read the Bible verse that we shared on Sunday too. Um, in Acts, it says, I showed you in all things that you should work as I did and help the weak. Uh, I taught you to remember the words Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Generosity is about 
giving. And we had talked in, in planning out this sermon that it was also Confirmation Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that would be a good message for the confirmands as well. <laughs> to past- know that they, they are adults in the congregation. Yeah, Pastor now. Don told them they're adults. Yeah, they that's right. He didn't say they have to give. But yeah, that's right. But that is part of the idea, yeah. too. All right, so then there was a second child. Right? Yeah, then the second child. And, and this is more a, a case of, of a childlike kind of reaction to it. Um, who... Um, and, and I'm not certain exactly what she bought for her friends. I just said it was ice cream, but I, I don't remember exactly what it was. But she bought something to share with all of her friends. Uh, and she was kind of uh, shy about it, too, because she didn't really think that that met the requirements of, of what I had told her to do. But I love what happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, I said to her, well, you know, how is that building up the kingdom? How is that expressing your faith? And, and she said, well, it is sharing. And I thought, well, okay, that's, that's all right. That's a good thing. And then, um, and then she added on to that. So when I shared the ice cream with everybody, one of my friends said, you know, where did you get the money to be able to buy all this ice cream? And she answered that she got it from a pastor at her church, and then the friend wanted to know which church she went to because the pastor gives out $20 to people. <laughs> but yeah. that, that was enough. Uh, it was curiosity, and then obviously... Because the friend ended up there, right? Well, the, the next Sunday, oh. there were more than nine people at the children's yeah. sermon <laughs> hoping that I would do something like that That's again. Funny. Yeah. But, it, you know, I was thinking about that even as we're on Facebook Live right now. You can share. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One of the ways that you can help expand God's kingdom whether it's on Facebook Live or listening to the podcast, is sharing that. And that's one of the great things. I know not everything's great about social media, but one of the great things is that it's really easy uh, to share a positive message about the gospel uh, by simply hitting the share button and, and, and liking and things like that. And Tommy knows all about that. Yeah, so. what I was just going to say, I mean, even like, uh, was it Cindy that had that? Mm-hmm. You know, she came back kind of like, uh, I, I I shared like is that enough and yeah. I think that is enough like sharing what we have on, on our social media and it can impact someone in a, a way even if it feels insignificant it's actually not yeah. well you know and, and this just came to me too uh, Darren Bradford our uh, music director is having a concert on Saturday night it's not a church service it's yeah. just a concert um, I shouldn't say just a concert, no. but, but, a, but a, it'll be a great concert. I hope you can come. But I know one of the women who's been a more uh, recent visitor to our congregation told me that she's bringing a number of friends to the concert. Oh, see? And that's sharing yep. in that sense, too. So it might be to an event at church. It might be through a post on Facebook, but it's a way that we can share uh, in that way too, but generosity is about sharing. Mm-hmm. That's a church I would like to go to. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's the reaction to sharing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Bible, a different Bible verse, other than from Matthew twenty-five. I love this from Proverbs twenty-two, verse nine: Generous people will be blessed because they share their food with the poor. Now, that's that's one example of how that sharing might happen. But a lot of people do give of their. Uh, resources here to help feed the poor Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's a blessing that comes from that too and and we don't preach that that's a financial blessing but it's a spiritual blessing I think it it, it's a knowing that 
because we've been blessed that we can be a blessing to others and then it ends up being a blessing to us too so i love that generous people will be blessed because they share their food with the poor what about the third child yeah the the third child is marissa and uh, that really is her name mm. and the the only thing that was inaccurate in my description is that marissa was not eight weeks premature she Krista reminded me she was 12 weeks wow. premature, wow. three months wow. premature. And so that's why this was such a very, very serious situation and why her parents had me come into the NICU to baptize her at that point. But one of, one of the joys about being in a long-term pastorate, I was at this two churches for 31 years, mm. is that you get to see people grow up, not only in age and maturity, but also in faith. Mm-hmm. And um, this, uh, the story about Marissa is, is absolutely true. And what I liked about it is that it corresponds to the shoeboxes that we're doing here at Good Samaritan, too. We uh, collected up shoeboxes for the Albany Maritime Ministry. After the Saturday night service, somebody came up and said, I didn't know there was a port in Albany, New York. Mm-hmm. Said, it's on the Hudson River, you know. And we do have uh, many con- container ships and things like that 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 come into the port of Albany with an actual seafarer's mission there as well. And they're the ones who collect up these boxes for Christmas for sailors from all over the world who are far away from their family. And our two churches have been active, active participants in it. It's really something that people can identify with and easily participate in. And kind of the same with Operation Christmas Child. Yeah, yeah. People love doing it. So we would collect up these boxes like uh, three weeks before they were due, and we would just add them to the altar area. And then on the Sunday that I would deliver them to the Seafarer's Mission, we would have a blessing of the boxes. And and people just really associated with that. So Marissa had decided that she was going to use her $20 to fill a box for the sailors. And and then uh, she and her mom went shopping for that. And what happened was um, that... As they're thinking about what to put into to that one box, her mother is kind of doing some thinking and praying herself. And, and she goes, well, if Pastor Jim gave my daughter $20, maybe I should give mm-hmm. my daughter $20 also. And so now Marissa had $40 for, for two boxes. And what I didn't share that I think is kind of interesting is that the day before my wife Krista and our grandson Slater went shopping for our shoebox here, and um, as, as they were leaving, uh, you know, Krista said to me, "Well, Slater's going out to, to buy things for his shoebox. Um, Pastor Jim, shouldn't you be giving twenty dollars to him?" <laughs> I go, oh, "Well, uh, yeah, I guess I have to do that." <laughs> and and so Slater was able to to do that. Um, but the neat thing is that as she and her mother are talking about what to put into the shoebox at the food court while they're having lunch. Somebody next to them, the table next to them, overheard what they were talking about and came over and said, I'd like to share with that too, and gave her another $20. Love that. And so now Marissa had $60 for three shoe boxes and brought them in that day and said, this is what I did with my $20. It became $60. And generosity, when blessed by God, becomes multiplication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. And and I mean who knows 
how those lives were touched yeah. by that too, and maybe more multiplication took yeah. place yeah. too. And and so, I love that we we shared the Bible verse. Obviously, one of the great stories of multiplication in the Bible, uh, and I took it from Luke's Gospel: the five loaves and two fish. Yeah. Jesus took the five loaves of bread and two fish and looking up to heaven, he thanked God for the food. And then he divided the food and gave it to the followers to give to the people. And they all ate and were satisfied. And what was left over was gathered up, filling 12 baskets. And and it's not just 5,000, it's 5,000 men. Plus, plus yeah. the women and children. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, amazing yeah. multiplication happened. Well, and I think, too, like with, I think all of these um, examples is the generosity, it you know, it's a heart thing. It, it it impacts the heart of the person who's being generous, but then it impacts the heart of the person who's on the receiving end. And even that person who overheard, like their yeah. heart was impacted by hearing the generosity of, of you know, yeah. Marissa. Yeah. And so obviously those three boxes went to these sailors, but even the hearts of the three people involved, the generosity and impact mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. even if they weren't receiving yeah. the actual tangible thing, you know? Yeah. And people have hard times with the miracle stories in the Bible that that Jesus performs. And I think it's because they don't see miracles happening in their own lives, which which happens all of the time. And that, you know, in in the story of the feeding of the 5,000, here you have hungry people that Jesus wants to feed and a little boy with five loaves and two fish who is willing to share, who is willing to be generous and to to share with others that's the start of the whole miracle that's his right. generosity yeah. one little boy one little boy willing to give yep. willing to share yep that's right that's right and so you know when when 20 dollars becomes 60 dollars you can explain how that happens but it's no less a miracle mm-hmm. of what's yeah. going on yeah no that's cool i love that i love that um we, we ended with a Bible verse that, as I was thinking about the message and that, you know, kind of digging around, searching, I found it from what's called the message translation. And I, I love how Romans 11 reads when Paul says, have you ever come on anything quite like this extravagant generosity of God? This deep, deep wisdom, it's way over our heads. We'll never figure it out. And, and this is the reminder to us. Everything comes from him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we believe as Christians that everything we have is a gift from God, including our faith, including our salvation, life to come. But everything that we have is a gift from him. Everything happens through him. And everything ends up in him. Yes, yes, yes. And so we concluded by saying that God's generosity is extravagant. And what Jesus did on the cross because mm-hmm. of his love for us is, I, I don't think any more, I, I couldn't go anywhere else for a more extravagant mm-hmm. example of God's generous nature than what Jesus did for us. And, and, and that's the basis for our generosity. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we don't, we don't want people to give because they feel guilty, mm-hmm. right? We want them to be generous because they understand God's been so generous to us. Mm-hmm. On Saturday night, I added in John three sixteen at this point, and, and just to emphasize, God so loved the world. Just take that. That's a statement of ultimate 
generosity. God's ultimate generosity. God so loved the world that he gave Jesus into our world. Wow. And that's, that's the... Our genera- generosity is a response, yep. not to earn anything, but a yep. response to the generosity that God has already shared with us, especially in the gift of Jesus. Yeah, you know, and, and this just—it it came to me because yesterday I was visiting with John and Lynn Davis, and and they just lost their son Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost both of their boys, and Lynn. And we were talking about the service that's going to be coming in January. And Lynn said, so Pastor Scott, what do you say after other people? And I said, well, I want to share God's promises. And she said, good, Mm -hmm. that's what we need to hear. Mm -hmm. And she said, I want people to hear the gospel because she said that was so important to Josh and it's so important to us. And I was thinking about that last night and coming into today. So in the midst of their grief, they're being generous Mm -hmm. in this, this time of grief for them by saying, please let the faith, the story of Jesus be shared. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be people all over the world watching as we live stream Mm -hmm. because he had friends everywhere. Wow. It just multiplies. It continues. So, Tommy, did we hit everything or is there something? Well, I was just going to say on that sort of topic, I think when you hear, you know, a testimony of someone who has gone through a particularly hard time, it just kind of made me think like, wow, that is really generous of them to use such a hard time in their life to, you know, share this hope, even though it sounds like it's hard to have hope in these tough experiences, like how generous to be able to, to do that. Yeah. 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 And I, and I think, yeah, it, it is. I loved the story, mm-hmm. the stories, yeah. how those kids responded. Yeah. Um, what a great thing. After you finished, I actually, like, you know, I had sort of, like, self-reflecting. Like, I wonder what I would do if I was, like, younger and given $20. Uh-huh. I wonder, like, what my choice would have been to, to sort of do there. Or, you know, I even think, like, I wonder what I would do if I happened upon a large sum of money now as an adult like what would be my first reaction so it really had some like self-reflection going on hearing those examples yeah that's great Uh, out of the mouths of children right yeah yeah well thank you everyone for tuning in today uh for deeper uh at noon on facebook for those of you listening to the podcast uh, good news from good sam Mm -hmm. and again the bible passage for the parable of the talents uh from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 24, if you want to dig into it there. Or, Tommy, if they want to watch the actual sermon, where would they find that? Uh, on our website, we have all of the past messages linked there. They're all on our Facebook page and our YouTube page. Okay. Um, the easiest way to find all of that is to go to goodsamlv.com. Great. So go ahead and share that, too, and l- let people know as well. Thank you, Pastor Jim. No, really appreciate thank you. That. Thank Wasn't you. it fun to do that together, it was, Pastor Scott? It was, yeah. it was. He did the best job, and it was easy preparation for me. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. He made you look good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's hard. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. God bless each and every one of you. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good afternoon. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss 
an episode. Again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day.